Lord. That's so big on the thing. Keep it in, keep it in. That's so cool. Nime. You are yourself, but not yourself, because you are yourself 12 years ago. Or another reasonable amount. X years ago. <laughs> where X is around the time that Pip was telling you a story. Uh-huh. She had gathered the children of the village. Well, she'd asked the children of the village who wanted to listen to her story, and three turned up. Ivy, her grandchild, you, and Boulder. I'm going to clarify that Nim probably didn't turn up because she wanted to, but more because she felt like she had to. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, all sit down, sit down. Are you ready to listen to the story? Mm-hmm. Of, of course I am, Grandma. Of course I am. I love your stories. Oh, look, a squirrel! And Boulder runs off. <laughs> Nim sitting with uh, her chin resting on her head, just kind of like looking off in the distance, only half listening. Let me tell you the story of Samira. Samira was a valiant woman, and she travelled the world, and she saw nature and all its beauty. But she also saw the things that were being done to nature, and so she pledged herself to the elements, and she gave herself and she did everything she could to protect the elements, until one day she started giving her body and slowly she started fading away as she did each righteous cause. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> to the cause. I'm listening. Good, good, because this is important plot information. It's really gonna help you later in life. Nim is not listening. Okay, well, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> One day, she had given all her body to the elements, and there was nothing of her left. But her spirit lived on, and we now know her as Samira the Wind Elemental. Nim? Huh? And then Ivy says, oh wow, that's really interesting. Nim, what did you think of that story? I thought it was so cool. Wasn't it so cool? It was really, really very profoundly moving. Nature is great. I need to pee. Bye. Bye. Last time on Queer Dungeoneers, the party learnt of a great danger set to befall the Blisterwood at the hands of Kartos, the clashing forces. The city and all its inhabitants began to fizzle away, whisked into thin air. Zachary tried to intervene, but he was discovered by Leadagorn Pip before he could make any difference. The orb of connection began glowing green with an unknown energy, and when Jolene smashed it, the party were teleported to the meeting place, a corridor of forest that gave way to sheer rock. Nim tried once more to convince Pip of what was right, and she was finally turned when she saw what Kartos had created. Four metal balls on legs that ran through the forest and back onto the steamboat Jasmine. Signana and Jolene went back to protect the ship, while Cremora and Nim forged ahead in search of any hope of saving the Blisterwood.
Let's start with the ship, because I feel like the implications mm. of this are much easier. <laughs> Signana and Jolene, you get back out of the portal and back onto the steamboat Jeremy. And these creatures start using their front legs to dig at your ship and are starting to pull it apart. Does the machine know that I'm on top of it? It does seem to, but you haven't really done anything to it, so it doesn't care. <laughs> I just like look over, I'm going to flop off. <laughs> and then just the strangest, like, one-person waltz that's just this weird pancake foldy thing. And stab it really hard. We need to save the Steamboat Jamiroquai. And with that, I'm going to do my arcane art. Uh, that still works with a 7. So it's a 1d4 to damage. Uh, I can either draw unwanted attention or other targets. Certainly, you draw unwanted attention mm -hmm. as you say the phrase, stab it real hard. <laughs> Suddenly, the things stop digging and all four of them wheel around. There's four with us? I thought there were only two. The other two have come through because Shit. they did nothing to oh, stop yeah, yeah. them. How bad? Thus ends the tale. <laughs> now, okay, I will admit, though, when I did design this fight, there were meant to be three of you and the entire crew of the Queer Buccaneers. So, let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. <laughs> okay. Quickly, um, yeah, I'm going to backstab whichever one I'm standing on right now, and then just, like, backflip off. Okay, so I got a ten. I am going to not get into melee with it, and then... Deal my damage plus an extra d6. Holy shit! So sorry, 1d8 plus 2d6 plus 1d4. Yep. So that's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 points of damage. You stab so hard, and you're just inspired by like, well, if Signan is a blanket, I can do murder. <laughs> and you feel like you get like a really good blow in on this thing, but you can tell it's also quite heavily armored due to the fact that it is made of metal. I backflip off and then run behind the mask where they can't see me and just, like, hide in my cloak for a little okay. bit. Okay. Well, despite you having just done all that damage, they're still focused in on Signana, and yeah. four of them are coming towards yep. you now. And uh, one of their eyes is glowing. I will almost perform, like, the strangest, like, origami contortion of my own body to confuse them, and I'm going to use it goes to 11 to get one of them to attack the other. Okay. You know what would be really Jackson. cool? You're doing like a dance where yeah. you like, stand in the way and then you fold yourself up at oh, the last yeah. moment. At the last moment, to, like, yeah. Attack the other. Yeah, I'll do that. I shall redirect. And it's plus. Oh, fuck. That's not good. That's an experience, though. <laughs> oh, shit. That was your like one hope. Okay, I'm going to say that the two that you were trying to get to hit each other. Yeah. A laser beam comes out of each of their eyes and just pincer you in the middle. Okay, yep. So take 1d8 plus 4 damage. Jesus! Nine, Nine points of damage. Uh, I'm going to volley at it from behind. The one that I've already attacked. That's, yeah, that's a million. Uh, that's three damage. No, plus two, so it's five. Five damage? That's exactly enough. This creature... There's a, a sort of seam of metal, and it splits along it, and busts open. And now you can see inside is all this intricate, like, clockwork that just grinds to a halt. As I'm being hit, I am just going to yell out in a big old wormy screech with my giant-ass elongate mouth. Um, and I'm going to use Metal Hurlant on one of the ones that shot at me. Ah, oh, yes, that is a ten. 
Um, that is four points of damage. So, yeah, you blast one with this horrible mm. noise, and then you hear the three that remain all sort of give out this deep noise. So you've hurt one of them, but all three, their eye was blue before, and it's kind of red and a little bit dizzy looking. Yeah, it's like it's had some effect on all of them. But they're all stumbling around a little bit like they've lost that hearing for, for mm. the moment. Okay, well then, Jolene Jolene is going to sneak up behind one of them and backstab him again, because they can't hear me. Because they can't hear you! i got to stop opening up these loopholes. Yep. Rolly poly. Nine. Nine. Okay, choose one. Uh, I'm going to deal your damage plus a d6. That's 12, 13, 14, 15. Holy shit. Yeah, another one bites the dust, cracks open. And well, the, the one next to it, it doesn't hear you, but as you hit that one... It wheels around and then jumps on top of you and brings down one of its pincer legs on you. So okay. can you take um, 1d8 plus 3 damage? Uh, that's 8 damage. Okay. Uh, looking at Jolene Jolene being pissed, I am going to mimic the movements of the graceful sea goblin. Which you basically are right now. Basically. And do another arcane art. Nine. And Jolene heals four. Uh, seven hit points. Wow. Okay, yeah, you do this massive heal to Jolene. Um, but as you're doing it, one of the creatures sweeps into you and knocks you back. And can you roll, like, Defy Danger Dex to try and yep. grab onto the side of the ship? Uh, that is eight. You grab on, but, like, you're only holding onto yep. the edge of the ship. You're not back onto the body of it yet. Yeah, As after. that same creature is moving towards you step by step. Nim and Cremora, you appear in a church. It's dark. The windows are mostly boarded up, although there is one that's sort of been pushed in and smashed open with a kid-sized hole. Yeah, he's a, he's a very subtle criminal. Honestly, his mentor should have taught him better how to do crimes. You learn from the best. You come in and you see a kid on the ground, his hand dissolving. It's already dissolved down to where your hand has, so like down to the knuckles. Everything around you is fizzling. Every surface has started to go into the sky. Pip! I thought he was taking it back because we weren't using it right, but he just wants it to make these things... What can it even do this to a god? It made sense before, but it doesn't... It doesn't make... It didn't make sense before. You only thought it did because he's a god and you think he's infallible, but he's not. I need to do something now. We're not lost. We can come back. First, we need to get ourselves back. We have to denounce the elements or his elements... Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to turn in your powers over elements to I, get yourself back? Yes. I kind of did it by accident. I don't... <laughs> yes. Okay. I kind of look at Kamora and lower my voice. We were on the way to the nested rock. We were... What? We were going to destroy him. <laughs> you know, ten minutes ago, I would have thought that's the worst possible thing, but... Kartos, I... I stand against you. 
and she kind of waves her shoulders, and as she does, her arms sort of flap back, and the wind, like, sweeps off her. And then she kind of kneels to the ground, gasping. You can do it, too! What about him? And a gesture to Zachary. (sighs) That's different. You did this to him! I know. I know I did this, but we need to get we need to get ourselves back. It's look at this, and she she goes with one with her new arm. She stands back up and she tears one of the boards off, and you can see the city of Blisterwood, and it is all fizzling. There's something in the basement doing this, but we need ourselves back before we can do anything else. I'm going to turn and kneel and hold Zachary by his shoulders. What I'm trying to do is denounce Kartos, but instead of getting my own hand back, I'm going to get his hand back. You have this thought. You think that this is what you want to do. And then you're back in that space, and you're back in Kartos's hand. I guess I've got you in my hand. Ha ha, very funny. (laughs) Give the kid his hand back. All right, but I keep you. You stay willing. Fine. I need you to roll Defy Danger Charisma right now. Ooh, I'm good at that. Ooh, that's an eight. You don't trust him right now. Duh. You're not sure whether he really will give Zachary back his hand. You're not sure either way. You know what I mean? Like, there's the seed of doubt. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like Kartos has the upper hand. (laughs) If you do this, you will not be able to denounce me like your foolish leader has. You'll be stuck with me till your bitter end. Fine. (laughs) Good. You're back in the real world and Zachary is still fading. Why would you do this? Cremora is going to put her hand on Nim's shoulder and say, one person's life isn't worth saving if it means we're going to lose everything. Come I should on. think you'd have learned that by now. Come on, we've, we've got to go to the basement. We can stop this. Why don't you claim back your hand? Nim's crying. <sighs> we'll save him. Don't worry, we'll do it. We'll be able to save him. Pip ushers you into the basement. You're only holding on to yep. the edge of the ship. You're not back onto the body of it yet. Yeah, as okay. that same creature is moving towards you step by step. Does that one know where I am? It's hearing's back and it knows you're there, so you're not going to get back. To That's okay. Yet. I'm going to volley at it. That's a million. Three. Your knife just kind of dings off it. It barely does anything. That's okay. And now yeah. that creature is right on you and it, and it is once again bringing down one of those pincers. Can I see the other one? You can't see much because you're yeah. kind of clinging. You'd be able to see the one over you. Okay. Not the other one. Um, uh, I could use a ghost to 11. In this instance, it doesn't seem thematically correct, so I might just use Metal Herland. Uh, where I shout with a great note. Yeah, you do it. Yep. So it does a d10. That's five. Uh, five points of damage. You get a very clean blow in on it, but, you know, it's had too much time now yep. without being dealt with, and it pierces your hands, 
So take 1d10 plus 3 damage. D10. Uh, 1d8, 1d8. Okay. I apologize. So 5 points of damage. And your hands slip, and you fall into the water. Can I try and grab rigging or anything at the side? So defy danger dexterity. Uh, yeah, that is 12. 12, okay, you do grab on the riggings. Yep. But yeah, you're still like in such a bad position. Oh, yeah. It takes like, me a while to get up. the side of the yeah. ship still. Okay, I'm going to volley again at the injured one that just threw Signana off the edge of the boat, and yeah. I'm going to run like around it to get further along the deck, like maintain my distance from it. So, can we start with like a defy danger dexterity for the running away? And then we'll do a volley. Oh, <laughs> shit! I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> you trip the fuck over. You trip so badly. You kind of dazed for a second, and, and by the time you look up, there are two of these metal orbs looming over you. Shit! Cremora and Nim. Pip leads you down to the basement. There's sort of a set of stairs, and then at the bottom it leads to a door, and she puts her hand on the doorknob, kind of sighs, and says, what's in here is going to be very challenging. More challenging than metal creatures, and you not having arms? Maybe more challenging than that, yes. Unnatural? Very natural. But let's just... And she opens the door. Before she opens the door, I am going to open one of my canopic jars, dump the barnacle corpse out onto the ground, and I'm going to try and animate it. Raise the dead. That's an 11 plus 3, so that's a 14. <laughs> so you raise it with 3 power. Yep. Okay, and when you do that, Pip says, Nim, we'll talk about your dating choices later. What? She opens the door. Inside, it's kind of like it's, it's a cellar. But at one far end of the cellar is this giant vortex of wind. And you can see it's like pulling the sort of rocks and stone of the walls around it into it. And and everything seems to be flowing into this vortex. That's unusual. So this is what we've got to stop. How are we? Okay. I mean, yes. How were you okay with this before five minutes ago? It's what Kartos needed to get his elements back. I'm just going to turn to Kamara and be like, do you have any ideas? Because I'm processing a lot right now. I don't know that there are spells that could help, but I don't know them. I, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm a failed wizard with two years at college. I'm not really the right person to be asking about world-ending things, honestly. Uh, I mean, I don't think you're a failure, but I have an idea. I'm going to walk up towards the wind vortex and put my hands out. The matter that's flowing off of you flows into this vortex, and it seems to speed up the process. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to put out my hand that is disappearing as close as I can get without, like, it hurting or, like, straight up destroying my entire arm. And I'm going to try and... As you put your hand out from the center of the portal, a hand made of air reaches out and holds its hand up to yours. Oh, that's weird. Who are you? I can feel him in you. Ah. Uh, uh, my name is Nim. 
Only I'm, Sam. Okay. That's not a very wind element. You know what? It doesn't matter. Are you powering this vortex of doom? I am this vortex of doom. Okay. Um, doom? That's you, not a nice word to refer to it by. Have you considered not being a vortex of doom? I had hoped this would go better. And then this thing in front of you, the, the hand pulls back out of Can it. Can I try and, like, lock my fingers with hers? And, like, try and, like, hold her hand by holding the wind kind of thing. Okay, roll. So, 11. Um, yes, on a 10, 10 plus. She's 2, she's right? 2. The effect of desire comes to pass, and I retain control. Good choices. What's the other choice? You avoid paying nature's price. <laughs> I am. That's all right. We'll get him in the one. Okay. You lock hands with the wind spirit, with Sam, and you try and keep it in place, but it tries to pull you in to the portal. I try and hold her back. That would be a defined danger strength, right? That would be defined strength. Can I aid? Like, try and assist? How would you like to assist? Uh, I'm going to send the zombie forward, just, like, wrap its arms around Nim's chest and just pull it backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of the barnacles, so it's, like, all covered in, like, just... So that's an assist roll, so that's plus bonds. You've probably got one, right? So that's not enough. Six, seven. First things first. Your barnacle goes to wrap its hands around Nim, but it gets too close to the portal, and as it reaches its arms out, they are obliterated. They are just sucked straight into the portal, and now you've got an armless <laughs> corpse. It's being disarmed. As for you, with a seven on your Defy Danger's strength, so you manage to keep this stalemate. You're not pulling it out any further, and it's not pulling you in any further, but more arms, an unnatural number of arms, start lurking out of the wind spirit and towards you. Well, that's just insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Sam, okay, we need to talk. You can send your creepy wind people away. I just want to talk. Wind people, they're all me. Okay, well, if you could stop growing extra arms. If you want to talk, let talk. me go. But we can't talk if I let you go. Just trust me. Don't really have a choice, but okay. I'll let it go. The arm pulls back into the portal. And all the arms pull back into the portal. And then on the portal appears a face. I told you, it is me. I am the Vortex. Thanks for listening. Shout out to this week's Kofi supporter. Yep, it's my family again. Couldn't do it without you. The issue of funding for diverse creators has been a real hot topic this week. So if you can, why not take this chance to support someone you've been meaning to for a while, whether that's us or any other wonderful creators out there. If you're in Sydney, I have something really exciting to share. I, Sammy, am starting a monthly Sydney LGBTQIA tabletop RPG meetup. It's a fantastic opportunity to meet members of the community and have fun playing a variety of games. No experience required. Our first meetup is on the 31st of March, 2.30 to 7.30 at East Sydney Community and Arts Centre. I'd love to see you there. Anyway, less plugs and more promos. Isn't gender the same thing as sex? 
How does somebody know what gender they are? What the fuck is gender? What if another person is saying someone's pronouns wrong and you've like tried to correct them before but they just like don't get it? Oh, then what then do you, you do? Tell them, say, don't do that! <laughs> Why do you think people, especially TERFs, try to use science to incorrectly proclaim that there are only two genders. They, them, plural pronouns? Is transgender the same as transsexual? Am I allowed to just pick my gender? What does cisgender mean? Is gender real? Is gender even real? Honestly, what even is gender? Welcome to Gender Feel, a podcast where we ask intrusive personal questions and hopefully get a little bit closer to understanding what the hell gender is. We talk to writers, activists, cartoonists, academics, artists, and anyone else who thinks way too much about this stuff. Best of all, everyone's trans. So subscribe to Gender Reveal in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and buckle up. You guys, what even is gender?